Welcome to Tabi Tabi Pod Season 3 Episode 4. I'm your host Ethan and this is a bi-weekly podcast about Philippine folklore, mysteries, paranormal stories and maybe some foreign myths. Hey there, welcome back. I am late with the uploads and I am sorry about that. I turned 27 last week and was doing art commissions because I need extra funds. Uh, that reminds me, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the wonderful people who donated money through coffee. Thanks for helping me financially. Before we start today's episode, I would just like to announce that I have finally opened up my Patreon. I am the only staff of this podcast and as you can imagine, it takes up a lot of my time. As much as I love doing this, I also need funds to help me pay bills. And this Patreon will allow me to continue creating the content that you like. That's why, if you'd like to support the podcast and get something in return, please consider being a patron. For $5, you can get an early access to future episodes and Patreon-exclusive content, like the current bonus episode that's already up there. You can look it up on patreon.com slash tabitabipod. With that being said, let's begin. For the fourth episode, I am going to talk about an environmental spirit we call the Encantos. From what I can remember, Encantos were described as lovely, enchanted beings, and if you were to ask me what kind of foreign creature they resemble, I would say that they look quite similar to elves. The kind that looks like Legolas from Lord of the Rings. The term Encanto was adopted from the Spaniards were dumbfounded by the wide array of mythical races in the Philippines and just refer to many of the races as enchanted, which became Encanto. The Encantos may appear human, but looking at them closely, you can determine that they are not. Yes, they have fair complexion, blondes, and has a high-bridged nose like other people, but they also have pointed ears and they lack philtrum. You know, the vertical groove between the base of the nose and the border of the upper lip. It is also alleged that you can never see an old Encanto, because they remain young forever. However, according to the Myth Museum website, once the Encanto is back to its realm, their appearance change and become ugly creatures. Now these creatures prefer to live in secluded places, in large trees like the Balete, And some might say they even reside in the invisible city, the Biringan City, which I will be talking about in the next episode, so don't worry. A little side note, it is said that if the tree that they reside in is close to the sea or any body of water, it is customary for fishermen to offer meat and other delicious delicacies for encantos by throwing them into the sea after nine days of bountiful catch. In an article by a writer named Jade in the Aswang Project website titled Encantos Dwelling in the Philippines, there is a theory that the earth we live in is made of three layers. According to the article, the lower layer is the underworld and it serves as the space of lower spirits. Now, they are not called lower spirits because they are lower in rank but simply because they dwell in the earth's lower layer. The middle layer is where we human beings dwell. 
And the third layer is otherwise known as Skyworld, the space of higher beings such as Encantos. However, since they live in the Skyworld according to this article, which is on the third layer, one has to wonder, what are they doing in the middle layer? Because as I've stated earlier, some of them live in the trees, and the trees are located in the middle layer, where humans reside. Are they just hanging around? Sightseeing? Who knows? This is just a theory of course. There is also one article I read where it says that they are lost souls and others believe that they were angels who disobeyed the word of God. They were kicked out from heaven and thrown to the land of mortals, and now they are wandering around earth. Now, if you ever find yourself in the forest here in the Philippines, make sure to be cautious with your surroundings because you might encounter these beings. And you don't want to be on their bad side, right? Because, they say, people who offend Encantos become depressed or suffer from madness. They are also quite capable of causing fevers and skin ailments, such as boils. Some of the sickness they inflict cannot be cured by modern medicine. So, you have to go to a witch doctor to communicate with those you offended in order to lift the ailments they inflicted upon you. Of course, it comes with a price because you have to undergo some rituals and provide offerings, but the topic is for another episode. Sometimes, these creatures are also known to lead travelers astray in the forest or even kidnap them. Allegedly, the Encantos formed loving relationship with the humans before and helped them from time to time. But because our ancestors got too dependent on them, they distanced themselves from us and only showed themselves to a few people. They are also believed to fall in love with mortals, and when they do, humans fall ill. In the book, Biko Beliefs and Folkways by Dr. Eden K. Nasayao, when a male Encanto fancies a female human, he brings her to his world. During this time, her body gets increasingly weak, that she may appear lifeless. She can only regain consciousness if the male Encanto brings her back home. Now, when in the Encanto's world, the woman will be offered black fruits by the inhabitants of that world. She should not by any means accept and eat the fruit because it would cause her to forget her own world and can never come back. Sometimes when they favor a human, they are generous and are capable of providing power and give it to a deserving person. Shamans often try to communicate with the Encantos on holy days to obtain better healing powers from them as well as learning how to better deal with evil spirits. This is a fun thing that I learned from my research. They say that if you are given money by an Encanto, you should spend it immediately or it will turn into a stone or leaves. I don't know why it has expiration, but it is what it is, I guess. According to some people, they make their presence known by exuding a sweet and flowery fragrance which people can smell when they are approaching. They say that when you hear singing or laughter in the woods, you should ignore it because the Encantos are playing and having fun. So, 
If you really need to pass a certain area you suspect to be inhabited by the Encantos or other creatures, make sure to ask permission or make yourself known by saying, Tabi-tabi po or makikiraan po. Basically saying, excuse me, passing through, so no trouble comes your way. Now, if you want to deter an Encanto from following you at home, you should place a pile of salt near the door. Why? Well, in Demetrios' myths and symbols, he hypothesizes that maybe the reason why they don't like salt is that they are known to be opposed to the Christian religion, and salt may be related to exorcism and baptism. In Dr. Edin K. Nasayo's book, a statement from a resident of Sipokot Camarini Sur in Bicol say that they are afraid of Bibles, holy water, rosary beads, and priests. You can always try wearing an agimat or antinganting. Agimat or antinganting is a piece of magical charm or amulet that wards away evil spirits and prevent them from harming the wielder. In any case, just be careful and respectful when you're in the forest. Avoid beautiful ladies appearing out of nowhere and you may come home alive. And that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new. Again, if you would like to support this podcast, please consider being a member of my Patreon at patreon.com slash tabitabipod. Thanks for listening to Tabitabipod with me, Ethan. Join us next time when we talk about other mythical creatures in the Philippines. Bye!